Countries for Kids. Hello and welcome to Countries for Kids, a podcast where we get to explore the world and its cultures. My name is Elijah and I'm here with my mom and my brother Sawyer. Are you ready for an adventure? I sure am. Elijah, what country will we be talking about this week? Mongolia. The question of the week is, what's Bukuk? Stay tuned to find out. Mongolia is a landlocked country on the continent of Asia. Landlocked means it does not touch an ocean. It may be landlocked, but it has the deepest lake in the world. It's in between China and Russia, with the Gobi Desert on its southern border and the three mountain chains around its northern border. The historical borders were much bigger than the current border. Have you ever heard of Genghis Khan? He was a fierce leader who violently conquered almost all of Asia and parts of Eastern Europe in the 12th century. He's still a national figure there, and there are Genghis Khan statues everywhere. He had lots of wives and lots of babies. He had so many kids that even one in 200 men can say that they are related to him. Genghis Khan may have a lot of relatives, but with just 3.1 million people in Mongolia, it's the most sparsely populated country in the world. There's a lot of land for how much people there is. For comparison, America has 350 million people in it. Mongolia gets 256 days of sun a year. That means 70% of its days are sunny. That's why they call it the land of internal blue sky. There's a big high, very high pressure, swelling mass of air over Mongolia during the colder, like winter and fall months of Siberia. It's called the Siberian Anticyclone. The Siberian Anticyclone keeps out rain and snow. It gets really cold, but it doesn't snow up. A sport that Mongolians really, really like is wrestling. In fact, it was a woman wrestler named Kutulun who really made it popular. She was more powerful than all of the men. She would only marry the man that would, that could beat her. Even Marco Polo met her and said she was a superb warrior. He said she could snatch an enemy as easily as a hawk snatches a chicken. Its capital is Ulaanbaatar, which is a nomadic city. It was originally a mobile monastery, and even though it moved around a lot, it's still considered the oldest capital city in the world. The most famous building there is called the Blue Sky Tower. It's a skyscraper in the shape of a quarter circle or a shark fin, and it's made up of 100% blue glass. If you've ever been to Orlando, it looks like a prettier version of the I-4 eyesore, which is another quarter circle building, but they call it an eyesore because it was started but never finished, and it is right off the freeway we call the I-4. In Mongolia, they drive way fewer cars than here in the U.S., They still have highways and cars and motorcycles, but a lot more people ride animals like horses and camels to get from place to place. 
They also use trains to ship goods to and from China and Russia. The main line connects to the Trans-Siberian Railway, which is a super crazy rail line that's like 5,772 miles long almost from Europe to the Pacific Ocean, and it spans eight time zones. That's insane. Now Mongolia is about the size of Alaska. When Genghis Khan controlled, he controlled most of Asia. They were so successful because they raised animals for meat, milk, and leather that did well on the grass that grew year-round, because even though it's cold, it doesn't snow a lot in Mongolia. And the animals could travel much with them while they conquered land. Their animals could eat whatever they wanted, like grass and weeds. And their animals didn't need much water. Horses actually came from North America. During the last ice age, when the whole Earth got very cold, the ocean froze between North America and Asia, and the horses just walked across to Asia. Interestingly enough, horses died off in the Americas after the world warmed up after the last ice age, but they did just fine in the Eurasian continent and were domesticated in Asia and Europe, and crazily enough, the Europeans brought them back to the Americas when they came to colonize it. Hoding is not as romantic as life as it sounds. Sometimes... When the winter gets colder, it's wetter, and usually snow covers all, all the grass. Normally, the animals eat grass all winter long. This is called a zoon, and it means white death. When a zoon happens and the herders lose their animals because the grass is covered in snow, it's like losing a part of the way they feed themselves and their families and how they make money by selling milk, meat, or leather. A lot of times when that happens... They just, the farmers move to the cities for more stable jobs. Farmers feed country, so that's a really big problem. So the Mongolian government is working on ways to support the nomadic farmers. One way is really cool and neat. They give the nomadic kids a box full of school supplies like books and activities, and they take them with them for a few months. And when they were back in the area, you got the next level up. The government is definitely supporting of homeschoolers. They give homeschoolers everything they need. It's so cool because it's a group activity, so the parents that don't know how to read and write can still learn with their children how to read and write, and the kids are still prepared for school. Mongolia is, noma- is famous for its nomadic way of life. They live in these cool round tents called yurts. They lined the tents. They lined the tents with blankets and furs to stay warm. They mostly raise yaks, cashmere goats, camels, horses, and they train birds of prey like eagles and hawks to help them hunt. They milk all of those animals because you can milk an animal as long as it's alive, but once you kill it, that's all the meat you'll ever get from it. They make everything out of milk. Besides fresh milk, they make cheese, yogurt, and even an alcoholic milk drink for grown-ups. The question of the week is, what is bukuk? It's a super yummy-looking fried dough, and they eat it for breakfast. Kind of like a donut, and they eat it with warm fermented milk, of course. Since we're on the topic of food, 
Mongolian barbecue is not actually from Mongolia. That was invented by the Chinese. The Mongolians eat a lot of meat and cheese. One thing they really like is dehydrated curdled yak cheese, and it's called arul. There's another drink called irog, which is a fermented horse milk. Boo Dog is barbecue goat, and it's so delicious. And they eat a lot of fried and boiled doughs, like donuts and dumplings. Not a ton of fresh fruits and veggies there. We learned about some domestic animals, but we wanted to tell you about the wild animals too. Taki is a really, really small horse. There's another weird-looking animal called the saiga antelope. It has a large, floppy nose with weird, giant nostrils that makes it look kind of like an elephant trunk, or more like a Dr. Seuss character. You should totally go look it up. That's spelled S-A-I-G-A antelope. It's critically endangered, which means there are only a few left in the wild. Even though they aren't supposed to, people still hunt them for their meat. In some cultures in that part of the world, think their horns are good medicine for fevers. And of course, people building on their lands also helps contribute to the saga losing their lives. Another endangered animal is the snow leopard. And humans are building on their land too. And sadly, they're also killed by farmers for killing livestock, just like we talked about in the Guatemala episode. The struggle to decide which is more important, wildlife, or human food sources is really an ongoing struggle. People also kill them because they think their fur will be good for an ice jacket. I'm glad I don't have fancy fur. Right? Me too. Well, that's it for today. What country are we talking about next time? Brazil! Brazil! If you want to just ask us a question or say something nice, you can e- email me at Elijah at CountriesForKids.world or post on our Facebook page, Countries for Kids. For transcripts and other info, check out our website for CountriesForKids.world. And thanks to Weatherworld9123 for leaving a five-star review on iTunes. They said, this is a great little podcast my kids like listening to. We love learning about different cultures. And it's fun that The hosts are kids, too. If you want to support the show and get special perks, like being able to answer the question of the week, be interviewed for the show, and get ad-free episodes, please go to patreon.com slash countries for kids. You can become a member for as little as $1 a month. Okay, boys, how do you say goodbye in Mongolian? Bye! Trees for kids.